Welcome to Fun is Fundamental. Fun is Fundamental is a podcast for those who realize that the enjoyment of life is about having something deep in our souls which lights our fire. It's for those who maybe have lost that fire and feel like they are missing out on the pleasures of life. In each episode, I will share recent fun activities and focus on why having fun is essential for good health. I'm your host, Alenia, and I invite you to take this journey with me and join the pleasure-seeking movement. Hi, welcome to Fun is Fundamental. And today I am talking about 10 lessons that I learned from working with the youngest and the oldest populations. So I was a preschool teacher for 10 years, worked with uh, children two and a half to six years old in that time period. And now I am working with people with dementia, people at the end of their lives and um, people on hospice. And so this is, you know, talking about things that I've learned from that. And, you know, I'm going to talk about these things that are, they sound cliche. It's like these things that's like, oh yeah, everyone knows this. Everyone knows this. But it's like, logically, we know it. But. I can say that just because I knew these things in my head doesn't mean that I was practicing them. And I really have to say that working with, you know, really young people with children and working with the elderly, like super elderly, like people at the end of their lives has made me a better person. Not just like in a, oh, I'm doing something good for humanity kind of way and, you know, pat myself on the back kind of thing. But like I have grown so much as a person. So I'm like, no, I I am a better person for having, for having met these people, for having worked with these people. I am a better person for it. So I'm going to get started on my list of things that I've learned from working with these two demographics and it's not in like a importance order. It's just like, there's no ranking, you know, cause they're all important in my, in my view. Number one, laugh, laughing, laughter, like laugh robustly and laugh regularly. Like those two things, like, uh, you, I have, have, I had so much fun working with children and laughing and they laugh so much. And I've, and I've also now had a great time working with, you know, people at the end of their lives, like just, you know, having lightness and laughter with them. It's, you know, it just makes such a big difference in our days when we can just laugh at things like, you know, even sometimes when people are, you know, hurting, like, people, you know, with dementia are definitely hurting, but we, we are able to make jokes together and be like, you know, it's, I'm, I'm here, you know, and like, I'm, I'm going to take this moment to have fun with you and stuff like that. So yeah, definitely laugh. Uh, number two, it's kind of playing off of that is to live in the moment. I mean, 
children are great at living in the moment. You know, everything is just like what what's in front of them is usually what matters to them, you know, and they can forget about things, you know, like a wrong that someone did to them. They can forget about it and forgive them, you know, kind of thing, which forgiving others was not on my list, but that's definitely a good one too. But, you know, they can just like roll, you know, roll with just whatever is happening in front of them and, you know, at any moment. And, you know, and then people with dementia, a lot of times the moment is all they, they have, you know, sometimes, you know, because their memories are going. And, I mean, sometimes they're, like, way in the past, like, they're thinking about something from their childhood or something like that. But they're kind of in that moment, too, in a way. But when they're not just kind of, like, when they're actually present... They are only in the moment because that's, that's all they have. That's all that, you know, is there. And obviously like they've, you know, they've lived their, they've lived a long life, but they're not stuck in the past and they're not stuck in the future. They're just here and now. And that's where a lot of like the laughter comes in. It's just, it's just, you know, being together and, and laughing and just, yeah, really feeling it. So, yeah, that's another another one. Number two, don't be afraid to make mistakes. As a preschool teacher, I became very honest and open about my mistakes because I knew that I needed to model making mistakes for, for the kids and that it was okay to make mistakes because there's so much, you know, around every, all of us, there's so much perfectionism, you know, that can really be paralyzing to people. And so I just was like, you know what, I need to show them that that is not a great way to live and that we all make mistakes. And I want you to make mistakes because that's how you learn. And so, you know, I was just like, oh, yep, I was wrong. You know, that's okay everyone's wrong sometimes or you know I made a mistake yep that's okay everyone makes mistakes and I just I wore it on my sleeve I was just like yep I make mistakes you make mistakes we all make mistakes it is okay and that is still something that so many people need to remember and learn and you know to stop beating ourselves up for our mistakes. And sometimes it's it's not even like a mistake that even matters. It is something so small and minor. And yet it's like, we feel like we have to constantly apologize. We have to apologize for being ourselves, you know, and stuff like that. Just a reminder, you don't have to apologize for any of your mistakes or any, you know, you being yourself, you know. I mean, obviously there. I get no. any of our normal mistakes, <laughs> you know, obviously there are big, huge mistakes that people make that can change lives and being humble enough to admit those mistakes and apologize for them is important and worthwhile and stuff like that. But I'm not talking about that, you know, and cause I'm talking about like what we're doing in preschool room. It's like, 
yeah, you, you got the wrong answer. No big deal, <laughs> you know. So, yeah. Mistakes are good. Number four. I believe that's number four. <laughs> you are more beautiful than you think. I say this, you know, with, like, working with, you know, young kids. You know, they're all, they're all beautiful, you know? They're so lovely and they're just so innocent, you know, and just perfect as they are, you know? And then we grow up and we just all, most of us have some like insecurities and stuff like that about how we look, but you know what? You'll, you'll look back and be like, oh, I wish I appreciated that, you know? And that's the thing with like working with the, with the old folks is that they appreciate, you know, my, my youth, you know, and I'm, I'm not that young, you know, but I'm like half of their age, you know, and they'll just be like, oh, you look so pretty today, or, oh, I love that, that sweater on you, or, oh, you know, like, things like that. doesn't mean that they don't recognize, like, for example, that I'm overweight. They do, but they're not like, it's not like a, like a judgment of like, there's something wrong with me. They just, you know, they just notice it. And I'm just like, yeah, I am, you know. And like, you know, I've had someone be like, oh, I'm, so, you know, I'm sorry. It's just, you know, you are. And I'm like, yes, it's true. I am. But that, you know, <laughs> it's just like, it's not like a character flaw, you know, to them. Like, oh, well, you're fat. Therefore, there's something wrong with you. You know, really. They're just like, you know, they just love me for me, you know, kind of thing. And they give me compliments all the time, you know, kind of thing. So stop, stop beating yourself up about your looks so much. You know, yes, I do want to lose weight because I want to be healthier, you know, which actually brings me to number five. Take care of your mind, your body, and your soul. Working with people with dementia has made me very much more aware of what my future could be. And it kind of scares me, you know, I don't want to be at the end of my life and just like so fall, you know, or my body is like betraying me and falling apart, you know, it's, it's sad and it's scary. And, you know, I, the pain that these people go through when their mind is leaving them is, is heartbreaking. Like I feel for them every single day and their families, you know, it just, it destroys people, you know? And, and so I'm really myself showing myself like that. I, lo I love myself and that I need to, show myself the love and respect that my body and my mind deserve, you know, by being kind and feeding, nourishing it and moving it and doing all the things that I should have been doing, you know, my whole life that I haven't always done, you know, and like in the past, it's doing those things like 
exercising and eating healthy it was all like a pun like as a punishment for not having the body that was socially acceptable but now it's like an act of love and respect for the future me you know because no one no one wants what is happening to these people it's it is a tragedy you know that these people are going through and you know and i love them and i hate to see them hurting so much and that you know the pain that is it, it is for their families to see them you know their families are hurt by it you know so yeah and it's you know you also like really recognize how fragile life is i mean even though like we are so resilient there is a breaking point you know and to see people on their deathbed you know is humbling and sad but i you know it's also like one of those things where it, you're better off facing it because we're all gonna die and that we shouldn't be scared of our death but to have the best existence that we can have we need to take care of our our, our one vessel and you know that is both our body and our mind you know which brings me to my next one to never stop growing i am going to uh i already did the interview but it hasn't been released yet but i'm going to have a professor who uh aaron ahuvia and he wrote the things we love and one of the things he talks about is that there's research about dementia and people not stimulating their minds you know and and getting like really stuck in their their routines and the things that they like and not challenging themselves and so you know part of what i'm talking about of like growing is you know obviously emotionally like becoming a bigger person a better person like stuff like that but also just like constantly learning constantly being curious and being a lifelong learner and challenging your assumptions and your your tastes even you know you know well like i said we'll get into that one in a couple of weeks of th that interview but never be just like oh this is me period end of sentence i'm never you know i don't want to change blah 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 obviously be yourself you shouldn't ever change for someone else but it's exciting to like reevaluate and to learn to like something that you didn't really like that much before and to you know like to be like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna try this new thing i'm gonna experiment with that and you know it's fun it's exciting it's i love being curious i love exploring you know like our world and our life is too amazing and beautiful and you know 
textured and you know all the smells and all the the tastes and the different music and you know the sights like there's so much amazing and beautiful things in this world and why shouldn't you you don't why do you want to close yourself off to how many amazing things there are in this world and there could be in this world so you know keep growing <laughs> please please keep growing and your brain will thank you your brain will keep making connections and because you know we have neuroplasticity but there comes a point where our brains stop growing and so you have to push against that you don't want your brain to stop growing so keep growing i lost track of what number i'm on <laughs> again again that's not it's nothing new mostly because i i had this list in order and then i was like oh no i want to talk about this one next because i you know i get excited so it's okay i love you know i'm just being myself i love it obviously never stop playing like joking around i you know there's like this this elderly guy and just every day we're just joking around we're laughing i'm just like i'm so like happy to see him every day and it's great you know like we should always be playing and yesterday we were playing this game called noodle ball where you get like the pool noodles you know and and our balloons and we're just and we're hit we're hitting them we're they're in a circle and i'm joining them and the look of just like lightness on their face it's and like you know they're not occupied with what's for dinner or you know you know just they're not thinking about anything else they're just in that moment you know and having fun you know obviously this podcast is called fun is fundamental and i'm super pro fun both for the young and the old you know life is for living just enjoy it enjoy your life stop being so serious <laughs> i say this for myself too because i get very serious as well all right what am i talking about i think i talked about being yourself right you know you don't you don't owe it to anyone else to be any anyone but yourself because you're delightful just as you are people love you if you're being honest and authentic you know who wants to be around a phony you know who wants to be around someone who's trying to be perfect you know all of our like quirks and our weirdness and and our mistakes and our imperfections and you know those are awesome those are beautiful that's what makes us us you know and why should we try to be like everyone else being like everyone else is so boring so just be you your beautiful your beautiful self be you oh this one be sincere wear your heart on your sleeve 
kids, when they have, like, their favorite person, they're so just loving. You know, they love each other deeply. Like, they just... They just see them, you know, see them like their friend and are just like, oh, you're my favorite person, you know. And I've seen this in, in these like these women, especially these women in the in the in the home at the facility that just they just look at each other and they hold hands and they're just like, oh, you're my best friend. I love you. You know, and they're just so sincere and honest and they're not like, oh, well, I have to seem cool and not, you know, let them know how much I think that they're amazing and how much I love them and I want to spend time with them, you know. It's like, they're just like, yeah, you're my best friend. I love you. And it's just like, that's, that's amazing. Like, who doesn't want to have that feeling? To both feel that way about someone else and have someone feel that way about them, you know? Like, it's just so heartwarming to witness it in both children and in, like, these folks with dementia. Like, it's just... Like, it makes me want to cry when I... Like, I just, like, I feel so full when I see it. And I'm just like, oh. And it just, I'm like, I love you both so much more for the, for this moment that you just had. Like, now I'm, like, in this love, you know? And we just, like, could have this, like, this room of love, you know? <laughs> and just be like, I love everyone. We love everyone. It's just beautiful. So, just, let's just stop trying to be so cool and just tell each other how we really feel about them and how amazing we think they are. You know, I love it. Don't let your fears control you. <laughs> because, you know, both, I feel like the fear of rejection and what people, you know, what, what do people think of you is a big one, which, you know, I obviously talked about already just to be yourself because you're awesome, you know? But also just, like, other fears, because, like, the things that people that are dying, you know, regret so often are the things that they didn't do, you know. And because of fear, because, like, you know, often, like, what will people think of me if I do that? But who are our heroes, our heroes are the people that go and do the things that we're too scared to do. Don't you want to be a hero? Don't, don't you want to live a life that you're just like, I'm so proud of myself for what I accomplished and who I was. And all the love that I gave in this world. And all of the laughter. And, you know, all the times that I said yes. We all have amazingness in us. 
And we're so scared to live fully in our amazing beauty. And I've seen this amazing beauty in these young kids. And I see it again in these old faces. You know, these old wrinkled faces. And they're so beautiful. And I love them so much. <laughs> and I recognize the things that are painful for them. And I just know that I don't want to repeat the things that are painful for them in my own life. And I don't want the people that I love deeply to repeat them. You know, I can't go back in time and save these people, these beautiful people in, you know, in the facility. But we can look at these children that have their whole lives ahead of them. And what do we want their lives to be? But it's also not too late for, you know, someone like me, you know. I'm only halfway there, you know. I have so much more growing that I can do and loving and laughing and fun to be had. And I can take care of this body that I have that is the only one I'm ever going to have and love it the way it deserves and not fear it and not punish it. I feel so, so much gratitude for these people that have touched my life and whose life, and hopefully I have touched theirs as much as they've touched mine. And I am such a better person for having known them. I'm going to leave there <laughs> um, and go have a cry. <laughs> I love you all. I want amazing things for you. <laughs> Have fun. You know, cliche, but live, laugh, love. My, my sweet baby angels. <laughs> and I'll see you next week. Okay, bye.